Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher, author, and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a purposeful, sustainable way. So if you're looking for actionable, step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. Today is the last episode of 2021, and I think you're really going to enjoy this one, particularly if you're still in the classroom. One of the things that I'm hearing a lot from listeners and from from listeners and from sellers, from listeners and from TPT sellers who are inside the rebranded teacher community is that this year has been really stressful. And not only has it been stressful inside of the classroom, it's been stressful for their TPT business because I have all of these goals that they want to meet, but the difficulties that they're encountering inside of the classroom and the stresses that they're bringing home with them is making it difficult for them to make progress inside of their TPT business, which is very understandable. And so what I've done today is I've brought in two of my favorite TPT sellers, Brooklyn from Brooklyn's Brightest and Kristen from Damon's Algebra Room. And I brought these two ladies on specifically because they're the type of people who acknowledge the hard, but they figure out a way to do the best with the circumstances that they're given. And so I brought them on so that we could have a conversation about this year in the classroom, how it impacts their TPT business and tips for still being successful with your business even while facing a challenging year. So if this resonates with you, trust me, you're going to want to listen all the way through. But let's go ahead and let's dive in because I want you to meet Kristen and Brooklyn. Hey, ladies, how are y'all doing? Doing well. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. Good. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today about the school year because the school year has been really crazy. And for anyone who's followed along with me for a while, I'm not in the classroom, but I hear a lot of teachers in this this school year in particular. Last year seemed to be rough, but for some reason this year, I've heard a lot of teachers who come to me and they say, I want out. This is too much, but I also don't have the time to work on my teacher's pay teacher's store for that to be my way out of teaching right now. And I know that a lot of that might be coming from a place of stress. They may not truly want out. They just may want out for a little bit. But I brought you guys on because you're both in sort of different situations. And so I'm going to have you guys kind of talk about that for a minute. Kristen, you have, I've spoken to you and you've said that things are really not that much different for you this year. And I know that's going to resonate with a lot of people who are listening. And Brooklyn, I've heard the exact opposite from you. And that is this year has been really trying. So I want to start with Kristen. Kristen, talk to us about the school year. Like, what has been different in the classroom this past year? And do you see a big difference between this year and previous years? Okay. So yes, I would definitely say there is a big change. Last year, especially it was tough. So my hat goes off to all those teachers who are still having that type of situation in that classroom. But like you kind of said, my situation has kind of changed back to, I would say, normal. Like we're not wearing masks, we're not doing online, we're not doing Zoom, we have no quarantines, and it's kind of like, I would say, normal. And so it has been nice. But I would say last year, it was it was torture. I didn't want to go. It was something always different every single day. I had to change my lesson plans, like at the drop of a dime, like it was just really hard. 
And so I am thankful for where I teach at right now that we have the opportunity to kind of go back to what is we consider normal now, which still school's crazy. But yeah, so we were not social distancing and we can do hands-on activities. We it's honestly like a normal year for us. So it's been much better this year. But last year it was real hard. Regardless of anyone's political views who are listening right now. It is really nice to think about the fact that your kids are getting to experience normalcy. You know, yes. they're getting to experience that. Mm-hmm. So Brooklyn, talk to us about what you're seeing in the classroom this year and how things are different for you this year as opposed to years prior, pre-pandemic. Yeah. So last year is pretty stressful for everyone because it was just very unpredictable And I feel like a lot of us were really just holding on to if we can get past this year, we'll have a clean slate next year and hopefully be more normal like we were our school. We taught summer school in June and it was wonderful in the fact that it felt like a normal school year. We did not have to social distance. We could do uh, masks were optional. We were able to work in groups and it was such a refreshing and wonderful feeling. And then we went back to school in August, planning to do things as normal. And it was a very incredibly challenging month from the beginning of August to the end of August and had to go immediately back in the social distancing and the seating charts and constantly getting phone calls from the nurse with so-and-so here today and, and who are they running all of these things. And we just now, yesterday, masks have become optional, but they're still not wanting us as far as like the grouping partner work and moving around the room. We're still needing to adhere to as much social distancing as possible, which is very difficult for the way that I teach. There was even a point where I have tables in my room and we thought they were going to get taken out and we were going to have to put in desk and It's just one thing after another, and you just want to teach a certain way. It's, you know, so much of what I do is partner work or group work or just kids helping each other. So I think the hardest part for me and a lot of teachers that I work with is that we were really, really hopeful that it would not be this way. And it has been, and that's been a huge, like, you know, pulling the rug out from under us because we just had, you know really high hopes, but hopefully before the year is over, it will be a little more normal because as both of you guys were saying, it's so important for our kids, I think, to have the experiences that we want them to have working together and whatnot. I know this is true of both of you, but Brooklyn, when you were talking about, you know, you're used to doing hands-on activities and partner work and things like that. Your whole classroom environment is very much a homey type feel. You've worked super hard to make it look like a home space in there. So I can imagine that would be really difficult when you've done so much work to make it feel like home, but then students are having to, you know, not get close to each other and try to stay separate and not work together and not feel like a home environment anymore. And so I'm sure that's really tough, like mentally to kind of get past that hurdle. So let's talk about, because you guys both have TPT stores and the, everyone who listens to this podcast is obviously a TPT seller. And the biggest thing that I've heard sellers talk about is how the amount of extra work that they're having to do, take on and the additional stress that they're under at work 
how it's impacting their TPT business and their ability to actually get things done and try to meet their goals. So Brooklyn, start us off on that. How has this impacted your TPT business? Let's just start with that question. So like, I know whenever COVID hit and everything, I actually had zero digital products in my store. And so, you know, between then and now, just, I had to learn how to make digital products. I wasn't making them from my own classroom. And it was a huge learning curve. You know, now I look in my store and I have a really good balance, but it was really scary at first when things started because I thought, oh no, I was so not ready for this. And I know that some people already were making digital products and, you know, and that was wonderful, but I think I was definitely not alone in the fact that that was not my forte or my strong suit or anywhere where I felt comfortable. And so that was a huge challenge to not only learn how to make good quality digital products, but also find time to keep doing what I was already doing. So that was a huge learning curve for me. I don't know if Kristen was already making digital things or if she was already comfortable, but I know I definitely was not. And that was, that was a huge challenge. Oh, I completely agree with you. Like I, it was a complete 180. And cause I feel like I am more like your Brooklyn and in my class, it's all hands-on or partners or games. And so having to teach just through a screen, I had to completely shift. But then as far as the TPT business goes, it was kind of nice that that pushed me in to that situation, because now that's what everybody wants. And so now that's where my challenge is coming back. Because like I said, my year is more normal. So I want my classroom to look more normal, or I guess I should say how it did pre COVID. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the digital activities. But now it's hard for me to want to create digital activities because I know I will not utilize them as much in my own classroom. And so now it's kind of hard trying to find that balance between my business and my classroom. When you're creating resources now, have and I'll, I'll leave this up to whoever wants to answer this question, where you're at right now, because obviously it was, like you guys both said, it was a big shift. It was a 180 in your business when the pandemic hit. But of course, we're, you know, 18 months in. How is it now? Do you feel like you were in overdrive for quite a while and now you feel burnt out? Or do you feel like you've come to like a good place in your TPT business where you're able to kind of balance both? I would say I'm kind of like what I just talked on, it's kind of a challenge because a lot of my buyers are still wanting the digital because I feel like that's still where they're at. And then maybe next year it might turn back for more schools and more states. But right now I kind of have the burnout of the digital because I was trying to crank them out so much. And now it's like, I want to get back to what used to be creating normal TPT products were non-digital. And so I'm kind of burnt out of the digital but I find myself in the back of my head saying it has to be digital to make a sale. So it's like a really hard balance I have found this year so far. Do you feel the same way, Glenn? Or I do because a lot of my coworkers, any subject, we've talked about how we want to break from the computers a little bit. And so some days we'll just be like, we're going to use no computers today. And, and the kids 
really are engaged just as much as if we were using computers because using paper is just different now. And I'm with Kristen in that I really, right now in my classroom, I'm trying to balance. I still use digital products and especially they love the self-checking components. They, like the other day we did something that wasn't self-checking and they said, why is it not turning green? And I was like, that's because it's not a self-checking digital assignment. And they were kind of disappointed. So there are definitely some perks to that. But as far as my TPT sales, I'm definitely selling digital stuff all the time right now. And my paper products are not selling as well as they were before. But I'm also thinking that a lot of people are still coming from last year where I know at my school, we were told to not take up anything on paper, we could do things on paper, but they were really wanting to cut back any like training of paper if possible with just all of the precautions that we were trying to take. And so I think a lot of people probably are just coming from last year, we were all digital, and it's really hard to just turn that off. But I'm trying to balance in the classroom. But right now with TPT, I'm just I am focusing on still digital. That is what is selling for me. Interesting. I don't really have I digitized so many of my resources that were printable. And so now it's really hard for me to play the comparison game. But when I compare strictly digital resources to strictly printable resources, they're selling about dead even for me. So it's kind of interesting to hear that. I'm kind of seeing my audience kind of taking more of a switch, which I have a huge Texas base for my audience. And so that's probably why, you know, I don't think things are quite as strict here. Um, Let's talk about some boundaries because this is actually Brooklyn. You had mentioned something to me. I'm not, not that you have to share it on the podcast, but you had mentioned something to me a couple of weeks ago where something had come up and you said, nope, that's not something I can do. I've got to set this boundary so that I can stay sane because between work, my personal life, my business life, like I've got to set some boundaries because I'm about to burn out. Kristen, can you talk about, because I feel like, and and I brought both of you ladies on the podcast specifically because I feel like y'all are both really practical and very real in the sense that you're not pretending that things are all sunshine and rainbows, but at the same time, um, you have both really worked to try to find a balance and to find a way to stay positive in all of this and not just kind of get sucked into the yuck. So Kristen, can you talk about some boundaries that you've set in your work or your personal or your TPT life? Like what are some basic boundaries that you've set up for yourself? Okay. Yeah, I do have a lot to balance and my boundaries first is, or myself, like myself comes first. I do what brings me joy and I complete the tasks that I know have to get done. And then of course, like my family is right up in there. But as far as jobs, I would say my classroom and my students are my number one. TPT is great. I love doing TPT, but my students are who need my full attention. So if I have an opportunity to create a TPT product, that directly relates to what we're doing in class. That way I can get two things done at once. I can put my students first, come up with an idea of what they're sharing. And then as a bonus, upload it on TPT. And it's great because then they get to test it out anyways, which eliminates those mistakes. But yeah, so setting boundaries is huge. Saying no is huge. And sometimes if I am burnt out, like 
I know that I try to push out an email every Tuesday. And if it's Monday and I haven't done it, I say no. Like, it's okay if I am burnt out. And just giving me the opportunity to tell myself no, like, I'm okay with that. And I do the same thing too. And last week, anybody who pays any attention to this podcast, which is probably going to be about five people, but like they'll, they'll notice I didn't put a podcast out last week. I had a super slammed weekend. I had a crazy busy week. You two ladies know we're the three of us and another, another lady, Jay, we're working on a really big project and my book is full. And I just had to say, you know, a podcast isn't going out tomorrow. Like, and that's going to be okay. And sometimes it's really hard to say that because it feels like a really big deal, especially if you've been super consistent, you've worked so hard to be consistent with something and to get, you know, whether it's your TPT business, get your social media to a certain place or get your email list to a certain place. It's really hard to kind of say, oh, I'm not going to do that. But sometimes that extra 30 or 45 minutes of sleep that you would have sacrificed Staying up and writing that email is what you need in order to make it through the next day, in order to keep your hormones balanced, in order to keep yourself sane and everything exactly the way that it needs to be. Brooklyn, can you talk about some boundaries that you've set in your life? You know, I don't have um, children, but I'm very close to my immediate family. And I teach piano lessons after school. I started working part-time at anthropology, really mostly for fun. I've always wanted to do it. And so things that you had referenced to is I'd always tutored in the past too. And this year I thought, you know, no, I'm not going to add another thing after school that I'm going to do just for my mental status of doing all the things because I like to stay busy very goal oriented. One of the boundaries that I've set is that I do set goals for maybe how many products I want to work on this week or what I'm going to send out to an email list. But if if it doesn't get sent out, just giving that grace of, you know what, it's okay. Because I was just telling Lauren, I don't think I sent out an email to my email list for like a whole month. And I felt terrible about it for a minute. And then I thought it's still sitting there and it's okay. I will work on something this week that I will send out and it will be okay. And I've also, especially this year, something that I've not really put as a priority until really this year. And it has done so much good for me is leaving at the bell. I have left at the bell more this year than I ever have. And I think it's been a little bit of a mind shift for me that I like for everything to be perfect for the whole week and and all laid out and all copied. And now I'm at a point where if I have an idea of what I'm doing tomorrow, if I have tomorrow ready, I am leaving. It does not have to be ready for the whole week. I've just got to have tomorrow ready. And if I have tomorrow ready, I'm going to go home. And it's been really, really good for me to just step out of the building and just be done with a school day and just walk into my after school life because I've always had a very hard time at, at leaving right at the end of the day. And I know that there's a lot that goes into that, but I really suggest trying it as hard as it is to walk away. It's been the best boundary for me. This, Yeah, I agree. I did that my last year of teaching and I wouldn't even begin to try to compare my year of teaching pre-pandemic to anybody's year that they're experiencing right now because I know that they're worlds apart, but I had a really stressful last year of teaching and 
that was one of the things that I tried to do. And I didn't think that it was possible. Like I really didn't think it was possible to leave at the bell. But what I started finding was when I would close my classroom door during conference periods, basically not inviting other teachers to come in and chat with me, right? And really focus and get the things done that I needed to do. It made such a huge difference in my whole life, just leaving at four o'clock when the bell rang and being able to get out of there and go on about my day. It made a huge difference for me. Do you guys have any tips for keeping a healthy, positive mindset? I know there are probably people who are listening who are like me. Whenever I start to kind of slip into that funk, it takes a long time to kind of get out of the funk. But if I can keep a positive mindset and I can focus on the things that are under my control, like then that really helps me. Have y'all found ways to kind of stay positive and to keep a good positive mindset in spite of the busy work life that you have, the busy family life that you have, and extra work that you have with TPT and other business endeavors? Kristen, you want to you want to start off with start us off with that? Sure. I would say the number one thing is to honestly just give yourself grace. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to get done what needs to get done. Sometimes all the extra bells and whistles are not needed and that's okay. It's okay if you have a bad day. It's going to happen. Everyone has it, but you just cannot get stuck. So yeah, I would definitely say grace is the number one and that's what keeps me going. It's okay. I love that. Brooklyn, how about you? I think this kind of uh, resonates with what Kristen said, but I always try to recognize like what I'm doing well, because as terrible as last year was and as hard as this year has been personally for me, I'm doing good things. I'm, I'm teaching kids. I'm helping them understand. I'm a very, I'm an adult that's in the building that, that I know they can go to. Or maybe it's, I made a really cool product and it sold five times last week. Any, any little thing, there's something that I'm doing well. And even when it's really hard, sometimes it helps to write them down or to say them out loud. But there are things that everyone out there listening, there is something that you're doing good right now, whether it's big or small. And that's important. It's important for you or it's important for someone else. And that I think is a tip that I would do what you're doing well, because there is something. So thank you guys so much for coming on and chatting today. I know that if I were in the classroom right now, and if I were going through the struggles that I've had a lot of people voice to me, I would want to hear from people who were in the same position that I was in. So I really appreciate you guys coming on and talking about this and sharing all of your wisdom with us. Kristen, where can listeners find you? On Instagram, Damon's Algebra Room, and my website, which is damonsalgebraroom.com. And Brooklyn, where can the listeners find you? Instagram at Brooklyn's Brightest. I have a blog at brooklynsbrightest.blog. And my Twitter game is growing a little bit at Brooklyn's Class. So yeah, connect with me on any of those platforms. I love it. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to connect with Kristen in Brooklyn, you can find a link to their websites and their Instagrams down inside of the show notes. 
This is just a reminder that this is the last episode of 2021, but I'll be back mid-January of 2022. You're going to want to make sure you're part of the Rebranded Teacher Facebook group if you're not already so that you can join in on some of the conversations and make suggestions for future podcast episodes. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. I will see you in 2022. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of Strategic Growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.